Hello, and welcome to the Karoo Roads Companion. This is a show where we explore stories from the outback of South Africa, as told within the Karoo Roads book series, written, photographed, and published by Chris Morare and Julian Detoy. In this episode, Chris takes us on a trip to the Prior Grange farm near Sprungfontein in the Southern Free State, a place that becomes cricket central on the occasional happy weekend when almost everyone arrives thirsty in whites and ready to whack the willow and send the ragged red ball to all corners of the Karoo. This chapter, which comes from our second book in the Karoo Road series, is all about farm cricket. This involves umpires in slip-slops, agricultural boundary shots, lost balls in meerkat burrows, and at the end of a hot day in the sun, an evening braai with old friends, a cold beer, and lamb chops sizzling on the griddle. This is life at its Karoo best. I'm sure Blackie de Swart, his wife Cheryl, and their son Stephen are all hard-working souls. It does seem, however, that they have just far too much fun down on Prior Grange Farm outside Springfontein in the Southern Free State. Take young Stephen, for instance. He's pretty sports-crazy and so resides in a cottage with a driving range for a front yard and a cricket pitch for a backyard. I'm sure this is where any cricketer with a side passion in golf would love to live out the rest of his days. Cheryl runs her five superb guest cottages with practiced ease, hardly disturbing the meditating pond frogs as she passes with trays of delicious food en route to her guests. And Blackie, when he's not farming, writes historical books and spends a bit of time up on Blockhouse Hill, where he watches the N1 traffic below and ponders on the Anglo-Boer War days of Springfontein. Prior Grange Farm becomes cricket central on the occasional happy weekend when almost everyone arrives thirsty, in whites and ready to whack the willow and send the ragged red ball to all corners of the Karoo. One of Cheryl's guest cottages is, called, is not called Willow Cottage for nothing. It stands next to the Prior Grange Cricket Oval, and on sporting weekends it becomes the clubhouse, grandstand and watering hole for the wayward, sunburnt party animals who earned a beer or two fielding on Blackie's pitch. And make no mistake, it is Blackie's pitch. It's my field, he says, so I open the batting. I also get to be the wicketkeeper. Hell, if Blackie the Swat wanted to be umpire, captain and convener of selectors as well, no one would mind. The man is a fun force of nature. You just stand back and watch him turn the normally doer act of free state farming into a highly enjoyable activity. For young and old, as they say. On a weekend in the late summer, we come to enjoy the flesh pots of Prior Grange, the company of the De Swats, and a good tussle between the Springfonteiners and the blokes from Colesburg down the pike in the Northern Cape. Only two days before, the Cricket Oval was officially a pasture to 500 merino sheep. Stephen, the groundsman, tells us the pitch would favour the spinners on the day. We ask about the cricketing attire. Would everyone be in white flannels? Most of them would, they assure us. 
It's really only the blokes from Bethuli who like wearing Petey Brooks and rugby socks on a cricket field, says Blackie. And what about elbow guards and helmets? Helmets are only worn by those who cannot bet, he replies. The following day, we arrive at the Oval just before noon and find a clubhouse full of salami rolls, chocolate cupcakes and friendly faces. Huge picnic baskets are placed under shady trees and children have access, free access, to all things sugary. It all looks like a little country Brit, what with the flowering pink and white iceberg roses and a small purple tide of wild garlic blooms. And then your eye catches sight of the Transgarib Challenge trophy in the corner and you are right back in Mother Africa. It's a bloody great wildebeest skull pinned to a wooden shield. Blackie's Field has been in operation since 1990 and has seen some cracking matches in its time. The Springfonteiners are also a travelling team, having played against places like Tweerspreit, Aliwal North and Philippolis with a reasonable degree of honour. Their worst defeat, I am proud to announce, was against the standard cricket club of Craddock, presently our hometown. We went for 50 all out and they scored that without losing a wicket, says Blackie. There were no fewer than seven Michals in that Craddock team. As they say around here, shake a Dwaringbos and out falls a Michal. The players look a bit more resplendent than the umpires, one has to say. The umpires wear long blue dust jackets, tackies and slip-slops. Later dispensing with the formalities of slip-slops and digging their bare toes ecstatically into the hallowed turf. Blackie comes into bat, scores a couple of runs, and is then, in his own words, mightily distracted by a farmyard fly buzzing about his helmet. As a result, he is clean bowled. Then the six balls start flying around the place, mainly into the rough. Play is often suspended as the search parties are sent out to retrieve the ball from one of the many meerkat burrows. It's a glorious day for cricket of any shape, form or standard. Puffy white clouds in the blue sky, a cheerful breeze taking the edge of the 34 degree heat, cold beers in the bag and trucks passing back and forth out there on the distant N1 like movable advertising hoardings. Eventually, it is clear that Springfontein is running away with the game, prompting one of the Colesburgers to say, Why don't you guys declare so we can get this bry on the go? Indeed, Springfontein score a mammoth 203 for 5 and 30 overs, breaking a rather tiresome losing streak. Things go pear-shaped for Colesburg, who can only raise 117 before the tantalizing aroma of grilled lamb chops draws everyone back to the clubhouse. The wildebeest skull is duly handed over to Blackie and Co., and the socials begin in earnest. Thanks for listening, and thanks to Chris Moret for sharing the snippet of Karoo Cricket at its finest. If you enjoyed this episode of the Karoo Roads Companion, feel free to follow the show wherever you listen to your podcast, or download the Radio Life and Style app to discover more great audio content just like this. I hope to see you again soon as we venture further down the roads of the Karoo. For an insider's view on life in the Karoo, get the three-book special of Karoo Roads 1, Karoo Roads 2, and Karoo Roads 3 by Julian Detoy and Chris Morer for only 760 Rand, including courier costs in South Africa. For more details, contact Julie 
at julie at caruspace.co.za.